Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Dwayne Davis, and I am the Director of Discipleship. And uh, glad to be teaching this weekend. It's been a long time. This is the last message in our series about relationships. And I'm gonna share something that uh, has helped me and still helps me get better in my relationship with my wife. And though I'll be talking primarily about marriage, the principles that I'm gonna share apply to all opposite gender relationships. So if you're not married, don't bail on us. So just a little bit of background. For those who don't know me, I share my life with two lovely ladies, my daughter Joy and my wife Connie, whom you'll meet just a little bit later. In his book, A Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dickens wrote, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And though he wasn't writing about relationships or marriage, I think that title describes the highs and lows of living with the opposite sex. Let's be honest, men and women are wired differently. And those differences can trigger fireworks. And like fireworks, they're beautiful, but they're explosive. When I was a kid, my parents really had trouble understanding and loving each other. They divorced when I was about 16, and I learned early in life what it's like to be around the explosions. It's not fun for the people exploding or those around who get hit by the shrapnel. So let's be real, marriage is hard. It's not easy to figure out, and really it's not because we're not smart enough or good enough or holy enough. In the early 1990s, author John Gray wrote a best-selling book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, cute title. And though his points are somewhat stereotypical, he did strike a nerve with millions of people who related to the analogy. It really is like men and women are from two different planets. And we each have our own set of, let's call them atmospheric needs. And when you consider the lack of preparation and training that we receive prior to marriage, it's no wonder that we struggle. My daughter Joy recently got her driver's license and it required many hours of online study, hours of practice on the road with Connie and me, and then she had to demonstrate her skills with a road test before they gave her a license to drive. Now, as a dad, I'm glad that Joy had to go through all of those hoops to get her license. Now, by contrast, to get married and navigate all the challenges of two people living together as one, and in many cases, raising children? What do you need? An ID, $60, and a brief ceremony by a judge or a member of the clergy. No wonder we're not prepared and that marriage journey is often rocky. Before I get too far, let me say this. Though Connie and I have been married for 43 years, it's been mixed with the good the bad and the ugly. We consider it a gift that we are still together. We still have to work on a relationship sometimes daily and weekly. So what have I learned and how can I help all of us get 1% better in our marriages and relationships? About 15 years ago, I read a book on marriage called Love and Respect. The author was Emerson Egrich. It was a game changer for me personally and professionally. His principles were so helpful, we invited him to speak at our church, and over 2,000 people came to hear him speak. Here's what Emerson found in his research. One day he was studying Ephesians chapter 5, 
In the last verse of that chapter got his attention in a way that he had never seen before. Here's what the verse says. Each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, as a pastor, Emerson had counseled many couples, and he often heard women say, he doesn't love me. Now, the other half of the equation, even though men didn't say it as much, was this, she doesn't respect me. And here was Emerson's aha moment as he records it in his book. I finally saw the connection. Without love from him, she reacts without respect. Without respect from her, he reacts without love. Around and around it goes. I call it the crazy cycle, marital craziness that has thousands of couples in its grip. Now, this is not to say that men don't want to be loved and that women don't want to be respected. But the way each perceives love and respect is different. And once that flow of love and respect is interrupted, the crazy cycle begins. First, let's take a look at the crazy cycle. The key word for me is the word react. Once we enter the crazy cycle, we no longer speak and behave in a rational, sane way. It's as if we're no longer ourselves. It's like someone else is taking control of our bodies. And it's because something that we desperately want and need has been cut off. For the ladies, it's love. For the guys, it's respect. Emerson uses the analogy of an oxygen hose to illustrate how it feels to have love or respect cut off. Now, I've never been connected to an oxygen supply as my source, primary source for air. But I get the analogy. I've had the wind knocked out of me, and probably you have too. And I don't like the way it feels. When it happens, I panic. All I can think about is, give me some air. I feel desperate, and it's a bad feeling when you can't breathe. So I'm not generally prone to panic attacks, but when I sense that I can't breathe, it can create this irrational fear that honestly hijacks my brain. And when that happens, I have to take charge of my thoughts to regain control. Here's what I've learned about the crazy cycle that helps me. First, I really think that we need to have compassion on ourselves when the crazy cycle begins. And we need to remember that both of us, husband and wife, are in crisis mode. You're both having trouble breathing, metaphorically speaking. Your reactions during the crazy cycle are not the measure of the true you. It's a measure of your panic and pain because you can't breathe. During those moments, I don't think the man is being unloving because he lacks love for his wife. It's because his respect oxy oxygen level is low. And a woman is not being disrespectful because she lacks respect. It's because her love oxygen level is low. You see, during the crazy cycle, your partner can actually begin to feel like an enemy. This is when we need to reframe the situation and understand that neither partner is able to function at full capacity. The goal is to restore the oxygen flow of love and respect. Well, how do we do that? The trick is to begin being proactive instead of reactive. Paul tells us in Ephesians 5 that we can get the best out of our marriage relationship if we'll offer love and respect even when we feel like the other person doesn't deserve it. Now that's the hard part. And this is the essence of the gospel. 
undeserved love, undeserved respect. When we're proactive, we understand that we can get ahead of the crazy cycle and turn it into an energizing cir circle. Take a look at this uh, sketch here and see if this helps. This testimony in Emerson's book, I think really helps to kind of describe the energizing cycle. Woman writes, just a few days ago, I decided to tell my husband that I respect him. It felt so awkward to say the words, but I went for it. And the reaction was unbelievable. He asked me why I respected him. I listed off a few things and I watched his demeanor change right before my very eyes. And here's the trick. On the planet Venus, we think that love is owed no matter what and respect is only deserved. On Mars, men perceive respect as just an essential part of love. And when we learn to adjust our language, change our language, we energize the relationship. And here's what happens. Love and respect sets the stage for couples to change. It reminds me of this verse in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, that the kindness of God leads us to repentance. As we receive the grace of God in us, His kindness acting through our words of love and respect changes the cycle. So let me bring Connie into the conversation so you can see what this crazy and energizing cycle looks like for us. All right, well, thanks for doing this. I know you love being on camera as much as I do. Not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this will be helpful for two reasons. Number one, uh, to give the female perspective. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So to give the Venetian vibe, so to speak. And then number two, I think if we can give some examples of what it's like for us, for us to do the energizing cycle, we'll mention probably a little bit of the crazy cycle, but mostly how have we learned how to be proactive and change the cycle instead of going downward, like we have some experience doing, that we can actually improve the cycle. So I mentioned already uh, that we've been married for 43 years and uh, it's been good, sometimes it's been bad, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's been <laughs> ugly. Yeah. So uh, the whole idea is uh, we've been on a journey, I think, of getting 1% better. So Absolutely. I think we just kind of process and uh, maybe come up with some examples, maybe some recent ones might be helpful or overarching ones, what do you think? I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the first thing <clears throat> that I have become aware of is that your love language is especially like trampled on and I squeeze your oxygen supply of love if I'm very much in task mode and I'm very much kind of agenda driven and I'm unkind, I'm unsensitive and just harsh towards you. I've learned that that's not how they speak on, <laughs> on Venus. <laughs> And typically, when that would hurt your feelings, and then you would become hurt and dying for air, um, I could tell definitely that something was wrong. It would obviously become notice over, uh, noticeable over time. But um, I think what would happen is I would avoid the conversation. 
I just like, oh boy, I don't want to talk about it. And that would make it even worse. That was like squeezing your air hose anymore. So what I'm learning and getting 1% better is that I really do catch myself a lot earlier. I'm more likely to actually come and say, tell me how you feel. Did I do something wrong? And then once we've kind of worked it out, I've learned that's really important for you, for me to tell you I'm sorry. So those, that's like a long kind of stuff, but we still, I still intentionally try to re-energize the cycle be, by being aware of those things. Yeah. Did sound pretty close? Huge. We cool. have come a long way, <laughs> haven't we? And it's wonderful for me yeah. to keep me energized. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So as someone from Venus, uh, thinking about Martian respect, what, what are you learning? What have you learned? <laughs> I am learning that you don't need my input, my thoughts, my feelings to be able to function well. <laughs> <laughs> my opinions. <laughs> and um, like, for example, you're helping the neighbor and in the back of my mind, it's like, oh, I hope he doesn't lift the cabinet. But I, I am better in that I didn't say anything because <laughs> you're not supposed to be lifting right, right. now. You've just right. had a procedure done. So, I mean, that would be something small, mm -hmm. but um, I feel like I have these opinions and stuff and that you, you need to hear, mm -hmm. but you don't. Mm -hmm. You are very wise and able, capable, and... I mean, you know, there's a team-like thing still right. that can happen right. without what I'm talking about happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And just like 10 days ago, I could tell uh, I got into one of my patterns. And uh, just to give everybody a sense of how mm -hmm. recent this is. And uh, I think both of us realized within hours that we were squeezing each other's air hoses yeah. and it's not that I like doing that but it's actually encouraging that we catch it sooner yes um, <coughs> we're aware that uh, we don't feel right yeah. like something is not right and it's okay to actually talk about it so that we can get air again Absolutely. and uh, the reality is uh, if we're married another 10 years 20 years we live that long uh, I know we'll still be working on it, but we're getting yeah. better. Yeah. And we are not a couple to yell or raise our voices at one another. We get quiet one another. Yeah. And both are equally detrimental to yeah. our relationship. But I think we're getting better mm -hmm. at talking about it a lot sooner than we used to, right? Yeah. But and, and most of the time right away. Yeah. I really love that. Well, I think this will be helpful. Thank Me you. Too. Joy told us not to kiss because it would gross everybody <laughs> out. High five. High Good five. job. Thanks. Thank you. So why is this all important? Well, for me, getting relationships right and running smoothly is a spiritual thing. In fact, even more spiritual than what I'm doing right now. Paul explains that the marriage relationship is designed to reflect and mirror the relationship between Jesus and the church. He says in verse 25 of the same chapter that we read earlier, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loves the church. Well, this tells me 
that as I love Connie, as Jesus loves his church, I bring the kingdom to my home and those who come into our environment. This is the gospel in action. So here's what I'd like to do as we conclude. First, I want to pray. And then if any of this was helpful and you want more, I want to invite you to, to a follow-up seminar. But first, let's pray. So Father, I'm, I'm assuming that I've touched a chord and that there are folks who immediately recognized that they have been or maybe are presently in the crazy cycle. And I think, Father, there is this general sense that when we're in the crazy cycle, we're really not being the best version of ourselves. We're certainly not doing what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. So Father, I pray that there will be this new surge that happens within us that we realize that we have the power to change the cycle from being a crazy cycle to an energizing cycle. And I pray that today will be the beginning of just a new way of relating to our spouses, uh, the women in our life, significant others, that we can begin to reflect the kind of relationship that Jesus intended. Pray in Jesus' name, amen. So it's possible that many of you have not heard this content before. Maybe it was a lot to absorb in just these minutes that we've had together. So starting next week, I want to offer a four week seminar on love and respect. And uh, it will begin next Sunday. We'll start at 11 o'clock. We'll go to 12 o'clock. It's online. So we're not gonna meet in person. Uh, you can watch and participate alone, or you can participate with your spouse or significant other. But here's the deal. I've learned that what really makes the gospel come alive is, is when we actually take steps when we know that God is speaking to us. So again, if there was something in this message where you realized, I know that God wants more for me, for my relationship and my marriage, and you want to get at least 1% better, I encourage you to follow the information that's posted uh, on the screen and uh, sign up uh, just as soon as possible. Well, thanks for being a part of today's uh, presentation and uh, look forward to seeing you soon.